Hit him up! 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 Hit him
one too.
green-eyed lady, ocean lady, soothing every raging wave that comes. Green-eyed lady, passion's lady, dressed in love, she lives for life to be. Green-eyed lady feels like I never see. Setting suns and lonely love 
L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for having me on. People listening to audio won't get this thing. Having me on, you are well, yes, right, right. I know. I'm glad to be here as your co-host again. Thank you oh, very much, Mike Spiegelman. I am this Mike Spiegelman and Carl. And let me just hog up some time. Don't forget to donate to Mutiny Radio. Absolutely, we are rec- actually streaming right now on Mutiny Radio, and we stream first every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're out from San Francisco. And you can find us uh, at our podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T and our YouTube channel with video right now, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. But donate to Mutiny Radio. Go to Venmo and give us some money at Mutiny Radio. The website is mutinyradio.fm. There's another donation button. And you can listen to all the great shows and read about the live comedy here at Mutiny Radio. We're on Mini Radio, Carl. We watch a full-length movie every week on YouTube. Uh, great premise. Great premise, right? Do we rip along as the movie goes? Yes. Yeah, so I built these robots because I am uh, lost in space and I'm forced to watch bad movies. <laughs> yeah, and you know that show, Mystery Science Theater 3? Th- yeah, it's nothing like that. Yeah. Nothing like it's that. No, nothing no, 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 no. like that. Carl, what movie are we watching today? Today we are watching... As time goes by, 1988. As time goes As by, time 1988. As time goes by. How can you right. say that title without hearing the that song from Casablanca? Well, look, that's true, absolutely. And look, everyone at home who's going to watch this movie w- with us, you must remember this. It's go As time goes by, 1988. The channel we like is, it's all one word, so it. It's not friendly to your eye, but it's Hey Do Radio. Hey Do Radio. H-D-O. How do you spell Do? D O E. All right. Hey Do Radio is hosting as time goes by from 1988. Yes. A, a current movie for us. A 1988. Yeah. Type in as time goes by 1988. You'll find the link courtesy of Hey Do D O E Radio. Click it. Hit pause. Move it back to zero zero zero. When you hear go, we're all going to hit play and we're going to watch this movie on YouTube together. So you could listen to us streaming live and watching the YouTube channel right now live. You can listen to the podcast and DIY it at your own convenience or just go to the YouTube channel and Carl already synced it for you. Right. Carl, Best I'm really choice. excited that there's a celebrity comedian to do our countdown for our yeah. movie. Take it yeah. away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Scott! Welcome, Scott! How you doing? All right. Now, Scott, you are a comedian out there on the scene. I'm seeing you come up. We're coming up together. Seeing you at open mics. I'm seeing you at shows. The first thing I want to ask is you've only got one name. This is very peculiar just to go by Scott. How did that start? How did you make that change? 
You know what? I am not really sure, but there was a great comedian that I used to watch when I did the stand-up comedy. His name he went by Carl. So <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if that stuck or I just uh, came up with it on my own. I really mm. don't know. It, well, it's a very interesting concept. It's almost unheard of. This is the first time I ever bumped into it. So kudos to you. It's a very common name, Scott, and you'll distinguish yourself by not having a last name. It's a good idea. Start from the best. Now, the second thing I wanted to bring up is your material, okay? You are very wife-centric, very wife-centric, and it's not in a positive light. So how <laughs> do you really arrive at this from a life frustration? Is she in the room? And how does this play out in your personal life with her? Well, she's not too far. I believe she might be in the shower. So I'm safe for at least a couple of minutes. Um, well, you know what? Obviously, everything I say is not 100% true. But she definitely gives me this, the, the springboard to uh, make those jokes. And continuously, I might add. Day to day. <laughs> Always so, new material? Uh, Always giving me new material, <laughs> for sure. Tell me for more, sure. though. Does she is she aware of this? Is it on her radar? How does she feel about it? Has she seen you do wife jokes? Yes, and she um, she came actually the one time I actually took the uh, comedy class at uh, Scotty's, and um, she did come to the graduation, and that was about the last time. Um, yeah, she. She doesn't particularly care for me doing wife jokes, and I explain to her that it's not 100% about her. And when I do tell her jokes, she goes, that's not how it happened. I said, exactly. I said, because <laughs> I, I take the story, and then I switch it around a little bit. Right. Um, but still, not really happy because she's like, well, people don't know what the real story is. And I said, well, most people don't even really know me or you, but that answer <laughs> is good enough. Well... You know, I had the same thing with my wife. Now, I'm not like you in terms of it being like a uh, part of your persona, practically, you know, but I do have many wife jokes and they're not favorable. So I made up a fake name. Her name is Cynthia when I'm on stage. So it's a fake name. Have you thought of something like that? Namer? Gladys? I did. No, but you know what? Here's the truth of the matter. I would really like to get away from wife jokes it just it just seems so easy because it's so there but i do feel uh -huh. this especially for like starting comedians when you have something that's so easy because comedy is all about timing and being able to get up there and speak comfortably and that is like the easiest thing for me to do so maybe mm -hmm. in time i will move away which i am actually trying to do as we speak so, but okay. they just keep popping into my head as <laughs> the days go on. So we'll see what happens. Well, you got to write from what you know, and you're certainly doing that. That is for sure. Now, exactly. let you, you are a very fresh comedian, new comedian. I mean, you're taking the class. Maybe we're talking about two years here, something like that. What do you? I, I took how long the class and it was, it was two years, three months, uh, three years, three months. It was October when I first started. Then I took a complete year off uh during a pandemic wasn't allowed out of the house more or less gotcha. but um yes so um so, so we'll say a little bit over two years with a long now, break very different 
than other comedians, and this is one thing that distinguishes you, you have a catchphrase already after such a short time. Get the fuck out yes. of here. Now, this is very Italian, but I don't think you're Italian. I'm not. Um, I, I grew up in Bayonne, and I went to college in Staten Island. I was going to say Staten, Italy. So very Italian, four years there. So um, You just soak so, it know, up? I, I, exactly so i always had and people always thought i was italian so and italian people are cool you know so you know there's not many cool <laughs> jewish people walking around so um <laughs> so uh you know and, and it wasn't even to try to be italian it was just it was just i started doing stuff and like i said things just come into my head um mm -hmm. and like I'll, I'll take i'll go from one bit to the next because something will pop into my head and it kind of just things just fall into my lap actually so that kind of you know fell into my lap that, yeah. and then how people liked it and started set? saying it so it kind of worked yeah that's how you end every set it's exactly. time for me to let me hear you right. say it get the fuck out of here <laughs> now, that's what how happened was actually i didn't even try to do it like people because i would say it in my bits and then people started saying get the fuck out of here. and then when they started saying that that's when i was like you know what I'll end it in my bit. Yeah, that's perfect. Very good. Very crafty. Okay, now, Scott, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie with us. So everyone at home has got to press play at the exact same time that we do here in the studio. That's what you're here for, Scott. So why don't you go ahead, Scott, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian Countdown. I appreciate that. I haven't listened to it, but Carl, you do all the hard, heavy lifting here. Yeah. Speaking of heavy I'm lifting. Sure it's very good. I just haven't recorded it yet. <laughs> now, in truth, I found a, there's a character in here named Connie, and there's a woman on Facebook it's, it, with the, the actress's name. So I reached out to her to see if she would do the countdown. We'll see. Oh, that's exciting. So maybe we just heard that interview. Yes, I know, right? Right. We don't know. Only the audience knows. They know better than us. Ah, uh, Marcel. Marcel okay. Schmitz. And she's going to play a woman named Connie in this film. And it's a pretty important role. And so I reached out to her and I was like, Hi, my name's Carolyn. Do podcast? <laughs> I have a podcast. That's like a radio. <laughs> it's like a radio station, but you bypass all the professionalism. <laughs> we went long if you would do a thing that I don't know. It looks like she's doing well. She's very much into horses. She's clearly there still are, in Australia. A lot of politics. Sounds good. Now, not this a lot. Not a lot. You know, when I was in high school, I had a part-time job collecting skulls in the Outback. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not Out Outback restaurant, money. not Australia. When you live at home with your parents, it's okay that it's not good money and you do get good tips, you know. And so the neighborhood like appreciates because otherwise the skulls just pile up. <laughs> <laughs> I I used to bury them in our backyard, but the dog kept doing skull duggery, and he would oh find skull duggery, the worst kind of skull duggery. <laughs> he would find them, digging them up. Okay, as you can guess, we're in the Australian outback, and as you look at the locations in this film, it's Australia, 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 and then they film this one scene in Australia. So Broken Hill is what we're looking at, I believe, New South Wales, Australia. They're going to be in a studio in Melbourne. Um, 
there's a town called Silverton that was apparently in Mad Max 2. They'll be oh. there. Mad look, Max coming, Mike. Look, from the sky, something's coming. Is it a like, diner? No, it's I low budget it. effects. Yes, it is a diner, Mike. You know this? Well, just from the movie poster. This movie just cries. Here's a movie poster. Now we got to run and get the premise ready, right? Because look, some, something's going to fling off the ship. See this important? Yes. Yeah, this is the thing that like powers the ship. It's going to fling off. Is he? He's not going to go and touch it and then goo gets on him, is he? He can't go. T no, no, no. That's not going to happen. Oh, look at that. Boom. Look at these Walk bad out. effects. It's a fireworks. It's fireworks. Another spirit Halloween store opened up. <laughs> we got those spotlights out. Yeah. Okay, no. More bad effects are coming. More special bad effects. Stand okay, out. I'm on there. A diner has landed. And now it just starts randomly blowing up with fireworks. Well, that's uh, Pucus Arts, I believe, uh, did the uh, special effects. <laughs> yeah, they did the Beatles, Rolls Royce, and they did, they were a collective, and they did this crap. Oh, man. So I always think of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre every time I see teens in a band. doesn't matter what country. You know, I never saw that. Of course, I saw Egghead. What was it called? Egghead? Oh, Eggshells, Toby Egg Hooper's previous film. Yeah, that Artie. was really fun. We did that on this show. You yeah. know, there's just a bunch of teens in a van, and they see some guy, and they condescend to him. And they, Oh, they pick up a hitchhiker. That's the classic horror. Yeah, game. that's right. They pick up a hitchhiker. Now, these are three teens in a van, or maybe 20s, I don't know, but they're Australian. That's the difference. Right. And Mike... Mike is sitting there in the driver's seat, and he has brought him all this way to go to the Inland Sea. And that's a funny Australian joke because it's a dried up seabed that used to be in the center of, you know, so it's the Inland Sea. So as soon as Grouchy finds out, see, this is Grouchy in the front seat. And that's right. Cheryl. Cheryl is a hippie, and she's having past life experiences. And uh, Grouchy's just grouchy. So he's like, if there's no such thing as the endless sea, fuck this thing. And she kicks Mike out. Now, so this is the movie poster that I saw. Mike is a surfer with a surfboard. And the mm -hmm. movie poster I saw is the Outback. And there's a surfer with a surfboard, which is crazy. crazy. And talk about crazy. There was a 1940s diner on the poster. That's all I know about that this That is crazy. So this is pretty crazy, Carl, walking around with your surfboard in the outback. Yeah, speaking of the surfboard, here it comes. Now, in truth, we will only see about two seconds of surfing in this film. Does he put it down or something? Like he goes in a diner and puts down a surfboard? The surfboard is not really going to play into this movie the way the poster implies. I think they're just trying to show you a joke. Right. That a you contrast. can't surf in the desert. Yeah. Okay, so Mike, you see, Mike is on his way there because he got a note. He got a note like 20 years ago that said, meet uh, Joe Bogart at this address, at this location, you know, in 20 years. It's this crazy thing. So he's got his note and he's doing what he was, you know, he's going to go meet this stranger. 
Okay, so uh, that's cool that you pointed that out because I just thought that ladies just kick them out of the van and he's astray, but he's actually going to a location. Right. He needed a ride there. So he tricked Grouchy uh, into going Cheryl. to the Inland Sea. Well, Cheryl is in the back seat, and Cheryl's uh, the hippie chick. Okay, if you don't want me to call her Grouchy, her name is... You can call her Grouchy. She was, you know... Uh, her name in the film is Marjorie, and she's an actress named Christine Coeg. She's really Irish, and she's only got three credits. Her 1994 was her last credit but throughout this movie she just is grouchy i'm telling you now isn't it ironic that you're sunbathing in the outback <laughs> with your san francisco yeah. hat when the car comes right when the car comes turn up the sound his okay. hat says san francisco yeah that's uh the niners right or oh, okay, okay. I, I get the teams mixed up not the giants yeah, SF. yeah 49ers right, right. look at that why didn't I notice that? This is the fourth time I'm looking at this thing. So technically, this is a San Francisco movie. I suppose. <laughs> All right, I got a full volume here in the studio. No, but it's really when... Just something, something... Okay, do. I'm behind you. This sucks. The joke is, he pulls up and he's like... Have you seen such and such? And the guy goes, no. And then he starts driving away, but he's right, still so standing in the desert. What's your time um, stamp? 7.57. Okay. I'm I'm not using my faithful PlayStation 4 today. Yeah. What's your time stamp now? 8.12. Thank you. I'm with you. Okay. Man. All right. So they're in the van. Right. Look at that Niners hat. It's gold. Look at that gold rim in the back. That's so cool. <laughs> I've never seen a hat like that. And I, trust me, you know, in San Francisco, everyone wears their sports colors. Everyone. Everyone wears yeah. their sports teams yeah. stuff. Not everyone here, but we got a lot of that, too. Teams are a big, big deal. A big deal. How much do you think that sets you back, like, to, to be a faithful fan? Well, um, I guess... It. Around two hundred fifty dollars, let's say. Like you have the yeah. jacket, you have the hat, you've got a pin, a pin, a pennant. You know, blah blah blah. Okay, so look. Yeah. He picks up this guy. Sort of saves him. Picks him up. His name is Ryder. Turns out he's a cop. And unbeknownst to Mike, he's about to be in the middle of a shootout. What the fuck? Oh right, he brought him uh, right, right along. It's yeah, ironic because his name is Ryder, but he he actually is the driver. <laughs> I guess so. Tag along. What was it? Ride along. Ride along. Ride along. Ride oh. You remember Ice Cube? Kevin Shea? No. Not I Kevin Shea. Kevin Shea is a comedian I know. Oh, okay. Kevin Hart. Oh, I what? 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 There was a movie called Ride Along where. Oh, yes. I saw Ride Along. Okay. I saw no, Ride what... Along 2. Yeah, right, right. This is Ride Along 3. Rider literally <laughs> Rider. takes him. I'll pick you up from the outback, but let's go. Uh, okay, so the cop gets out of the car and he begins to fire at this crazy oh. militant. This is like Mad no, Maxi. No, he. Uh, well, it's that's just a coincidence. It's really they're not Mad Maxi. There's nothing okay. steampunk about them or whatever. A little steampunky. Well, because they're but but this is steampunk pump. 
punk adapted this from they just meant it as motorcycle riders oh the goggles sometimes yeah. goggles are just goggles is what you're right saying. right steampunk aesthetic to it they weren't going for steampunk they were steampunk. hey i like i like your harley davidson uh, aesthetic what are you talking about I, I like your sports team aesthetic <laughs> he just coincidentally is wearing a that's like me wearing like an no, australian look, team it's a clue it's a clue yeah it's great it's poison he's still gonna burn it he's going to burn this whole place because he's going to destroy the poison you see we don't know it yet but uh, there's like some people who have been killing sheep and he's a cop and he's investigating but he's like an outback cop so he just that's the crime poisoning sheep yes it's got to be something like rival farmers or something you see you know, I know from watching Mad Max, gasoline, you can't really waste it like that in the outback. <laughs> this was shot in 1987, released, you know. Yeah. Now, it will deal with time travel, but most all of it is in 1987. Oh, to go back to that year, graduate college, high school, I mean. This is like a video store movie then. Well, yeah, this never made it onto DVD. This is a VHS copy we're watching. And later you'll see glitches. You see, they spent almost $700,000 on this film. And I think that's Australian dollars. But they only made like 10 grand of Australian dollars. Oh, what a bummer. Yeah, this was a... Um, okay, here's Connie. And I am instant messaged her on Facebook. Hi, my name's Connie. <laughs> We would be delighted if you would. We'll see if she bites. I hope so. Okay, so Connie knows Ryder, all right? And Connie keeps on referring to Mike as Blondie over here, you know, because he's some hitchhiker. And he goes, right. my name's Mike. I'm um, Mike. No, um, my name. Mike. Connie Stanton. This is the Connie's home. That's a cool home. Yeah. Used to be now, Howard Johnson. Now, why is Mike with them? Because Mike has nowhere to go and they know it. He's Does like, he have his surfboard with him at least? Yeah. Yeah. It's in the back of uh, right. Mike's, Mike's little Jeep here. So eventually they're going to go to the diner. Yep. 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 All right. I'm ready. Here, a couple well, of BS. Yeah. It's um, what's the tr Foster's. Foster's. <laughs> There was an Australian comic at the Cove. I think his name's Eric Lydon, and uh -huh. he was making fun of it. We don't drink your, we we don't drink Fosters because we think it's shit. He goes, we drank Budweiser. <laughs> what you blokes think is shit. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. So now they're like we're finding out like. Connie and Ryder are great, great friends, and they work together a little bit. And, you know, he's a cop, and Mike is there for, um, you know, he's talking about surfing on the coast, and you know about surfing. And right now he's looking him up. But anyway. He looks like Robert Davi. By the way, he's totally bald. And because he wears the hat the whole time, I missed that the first time around. The second time I saw this film, his hat was off, and I was like, whoa! Dude, Claire. <laughs> yeah, get a get a 
Yeah, that hit him to pay or something because wow, dude. That's so cruel. Do you think the crew is like, hey, can you put your hat on? I'm trying to light the scene. You see, this is 1987. If this was shot in 1997, then Ryder could have been bald, just 100% shaven, and he right. would have looked cool like Bruce Maybe. Will. Maybe he'll have a cool Australian goatee with the bald shaved, or maybe a neck beard, cool Australian neck yes. beard. Now, one thing I really liked about this film is like, Mike just coincidentally happens to know all sorts of stuff about engines, just because any Australian would, you know. Now, uh, Ryder's very suspicious of Mike, but Ryder's going to get his hand stuck in the machine, and Mike is going to save him. And that will be the first time that Ryder's like, maybe it explodes, yeah. all right? But on the other hand, maybe he's not. Yeah, the hand that didn't get stuck is still <laughs> suspicious. On one hand, I'm glad uh, Mike's here. On the other hand, who cares? Now, later we'll have a call back to this scene. And when Good. he comes back, he'll say, mind your hand, mate. <laughs> and so he won't get his hand no, I okay. don't have the volume and on, stop. and I've never seen this movie, but it looks like Mike did that intentionally. Uh, no. no. He turned it on? At, at the request of Ryder. He's fixing uh, the, fixing his, me truck won't work. That's what Connie was all talking about. See, so see, Ryder. Saved him. Yeah, see what you have done. It took me so long to figure out that song. I thought it was C period, C period Ryder, like some dude. I didn't realize... Uh -huh. Elvis was telling the, the horseback rider. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis. Elvis! I had no idea it was Mrs. Cece. Cece, right. You're right, Mrs. Cece. Why would anyone want a po poison sheep? Now, there's this whole thing about poisoning sheep. There he's bald. You see, how did I miss that the first time I ever watched it? Wow. Right, there he is, bald. On the cell phone game or something? You think you were on your cell phone at the time? I guess maybe because I only ever saw <laughs> him with the You can see the reflection off the bottles of his head. Now, Connie and Mike clearly are attracted to each other. And Ryder doesn't like it, but not from jealousy. He's not interested in Connie. But he doesn't super not like it. It, like, irks him. And it'll never play out and develop into anything in the plot, although it's totally implied in this scene and a few more coming. Like yeah. when he was getting out of the car, he said to Mike, you mind yourself around Connie, right? You know. Yeah, look at that eye. So, <laughs> right now, Connie's like, such and such. And he goes, Ryder goes, but you are going to help me tomorrow, Connie. You promised. And he goes, I'm very busy. But he goes, Mike can do it. Now he's paired up with Mike. But Mike did just rescue his hand. So he's like, all right. He trusts them a little bit. It's kind of weird how he's just fallen into their lives. They don't say, what are your plans? Now, he said, I've got this note. Here, turn it up. This okay. is when he's going to talk about it. By the way, are we doing a, a, a not a kill count, but a beer count? How many times they drink beer? Because this is the third time. It's her third beer. I'm doing a Connie beer count. Okay. It's her third beer in this movie. Yeah, so you can't really hear, can you? Oh, no, no, because of their accents, I don't understand a word of it. Okay, very funny. Okay, so audience, 
what happens here is he's really explaining the the backstory of are we underwater i'm i'm playing it <laughs> you, you think the video is the only thing muddled in this in this copy <laughs> okay so <laughs> ah fuck it you oh, i'm know. sorry man he gets, gets it it's there's some funny stuff but that's okay We'll catch the next thing. What is you know your number Aus count? Australian humor is like so dry to me. Like I could not understand the subtlety of Barry Humphreys. What is what is your time count? Okay. 1856. Okay. She's Great at deal. a fire and she's like See, her uh, foot's in the she's having past life experiences. Is he really? Turn it up. Turn it up. Okay. She's Cheryl, Grouchy. Well, the funny stuff is her, like, past life experience stuff. So we'll see it next. Okay. Now they're in a room. The, her father passed away, and he was a cricketer. Cricketeer? Cricketer? This film... What? He was one of three Cricketeers. The three Cricketeers? Now, this film was originally titled The Cricketeer. Cricketeer. Because it was about a... Uh, the a film started as a story about a mythical Cricketeer in Outback Australia. The Robert Redford film The Natural seems to have been the inspiration. Whoa. So it went from the natural ripoff to a time traveling outback <laughs> adventure. Yeah, and the thing is, the the script was pretty. Uh, the script is pretty tight. I don't know how they switched it up in the middle. They must have had all the time so, travel stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that was the the concept of this. So, so now Mike is bumping into a scrapbook in which we're going to learn this backstory that Ryder killed his son by mistake he was playing a cricket game and he hit the the cricket ball hit him in his chest and he killed his own son by mistake it was it was son slaughter i can't believe he's reading it out loud well you know he, we are listening so and also i can't believe Ryder has a scrapbook of the time he killed his baby with a cricket ball somehow connie is in Ryder's life i don't get how maybe he's an uncle so well, now there's flashback. Ryder. He's a tortured soul. He killed his own son. Now he's a rough and tough cop in the outback where nobody, you know, he doesn't know a lot of people, you know. Oh, a diner. Rock and roll. Wait, is this a flashback? No, this is the diner closing for the night. We were hearing a crowd uh, of diner people, a uh, bar people. Do you remember in the movie Easy Money, Joe Pesci and Rodney Dangerfield got so high that they had to eat something, but not the wedding cake in the back of their van. So they pull up to a diner and it, the lights go out and the diner says open 23 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to see that film again because I remember loving it. Well, they wind up eating the wedding cake, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Dingo. Dingo! That's did where he's Dingo... supposed to meet. Wait, did the Dingo kill his baby? Population 20. No, he killed the baby. 
Yeah, uh, that's when he, when he hits the kid with the baseball and he goes, oh, uh, dingo kill baby. Dingo. It's not a baseball. It's a cricket. Don't you know how the game plays? Cricket ball. You want to play grasshopper? I mean, I mean, play cricket. cricket. Hello. It's American right. football. Now okay. he's going to go into the store. Uh, and we're going to meet a not funny guy who's going to do this up? not funny thing about how much he hates dust. Go ahead if you want. It's yeah, not a funny thing. So he thinks that like this dust mite is dust. He's like all wrong. And he's going to get straightened out later when this professor type shows up. He has a picture of a dust mite above his produce. Yes. Now, that sounds funny on paper, but believe me, this guy does not pull it off. So Ryder has sent him here. You remember that that piece of the poison label that he found? Yeah, that's he right. I remember that. Oh, he's so going he to wants... the local emporium. Right. Trace this. Who bought this? Where was it purchased? You know, from your store or whatever. That's cool. I didn't realize this is a procedural. Now think about how wild west it is, right? The cop doesn't do it. He sends some kid he just met from right. hitchhiking. It is wild westy. Punk okay, rock. so there's a company called Valhalla Presents. And they had a like a string of cinemas, and they made a bunch of films. Now, the guy who directed this name's Barry Peak, and the guy who produced it, his name is Chris Keeley, or okay. it's Kylie, but I think it's I saw Kylie, yeah. So it's K-I-E, just like in your name, Spiegelman, it's E sound, Keeley. If this is German-derived, I don't know. So anyway, they made a film, Future Schlock. They made huh. a film called Channel Chaos that they hated, so they didn't release it. They made The Big Hurt, and they made this as time goes by. And this was the final film. Wow. So I they had the a big good easy. run of making some money, but this yeah. film didn't work. It's funny they had a disowner film. The Big Hurt. I, I prefer The Big Easy, Carl. Uh-huh. That's right. It was easier. Yeah. Didn't hurt as much. It was more of an escapist film than The Big Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I got dust. They go blah, 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 blah. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. There's the dust. Fucking yowch. Dust times 100,000 magnification. You think he was like a good television actor who just got himself a role? Uh, well. No. Okay. His Don't name is John Bridges. And um, he was a the dust-obsessed Outback storekeeper. Born in 1950 in Melbourne. Uh, he's known for three, but look, look how current this is. Troll Bridge, 2019. I mean, he's still wow. out there doing it. Judy and Punch, 2019. Oh, Button, I know that movie. 2021. You do? Judy and Punch, Punch, yeah. Yeah. I, I got to put, I got to remember to watch that movie. I wanted to see it. Instead of Punch and Judy, it's Judy and Punch. Very funny. Let me try to look that up too. Judy and Punch, 2019. We're, we're, I'm getting it off a title. Okay, so now. He shouldn't walk in there. Well, he's a cop. Who's, oh. I know, I know, but he's got his balls about him. So he oh, goes so in. Oh, so should we say privates? <laughs> now, what's that, Mike? 
That's the poison it is. Now here comes a guy in Spurs. Right, Wild West. L.J. Weston. And he'll play heavily into our film. L.J. Weston. Look, he tracks weather. So it is a Western. It's a Weston. Yeah. Weston. Weston. L.J. Weston. The actor's name is Ray Barrett, and he had a little bit of fame, but as you might imagine, we wouldn't relate to any of it because it's no. all in Australia. And he was in the troubleshooters in England from 65 to 71. Oh, man. He was, you know. Oh, he was the first actor put under contract for Australian Broadcasting Corporation drama selection. What? What? I'll tell you how I found this film. I found it purely through YouTube. I was looking uh-huh. for films. And this popped up, and I looked up it up on IMDb, and I saw the poster as well. And I said, "Oh, this sounds cool. Let's do it." Yeah, you're also hitting me up. I had to get I had to get a, something in, but this one looked well. And this never... is a good film uh, in the end. Um, oh, it's done well, and it's a good choice. It doesn't fit with your theme of. Um, I don't have a theme of bad movies. Uh, yes, you do. You read about them when they were, you were young, and you couldn't see them, and you always remember yeah. them. But now, thanks to YouTube, well, to be honest, this, this movie came out during our youth in '88, and uh, it was definitely like to be accessible in the United States. This definitely had to been a video cassette, right? This was never released theatrically in the U.S. And the video release, I think I have it here. Oh, yeah, only on VHS. But what year was it? 1989. This right. was out on VHS. But I don't think it was bought in the American market. The film was never distributed there. Crazy. I guess I don't know about the VHS. Maybe it was. I I had mentioned uh, there's a documentary on the Australian exploitation film industry called uh, "Not Not from Hollywood." Uh-huh. Where where they discuss how like Barry's Humphreys and Mad Max generated this this maverick industry, yeah, and they would make these crazy exploitation films. We actually this was right before you joined the show, Carl. But we watched an early one, which is no longer on YouTube, called uh-huh. Turkey Shoot, which okay. was kind of like a battle royale, and it included a werewolf eat who eats toes. And in the documentary, they're like, "Yeah, that was a low point." But, you know, they were just, anything goes in these films. They would shoot. Should I see Turkey Shoot? Yeah. Maybe should we should. Well, let's see if Turkey Shoot's on. At the end of the show, I'll see if Turkey Shoot's on, and then we'll do it as a future episode. Okay. We already have a movie pick for next week. So if the okay. audience would like to know, you have to watch, listen to our show, and then we'll mention it at the end. Yeah, for the big reveal. Everyone's on the edge of our seat. I'm, they're writing about us on the Huffington Post. Oh, on the HuffPo? So is this Thelma and Louise, you, uh, Aussie no, version? No. no. Grouchy no, is Grouchy and past life experiences lady. Oh, their van what broke down. What is this? Yeah, uh, their Max van Bedroom. broke down, and they're not going to be able to get out of there for a while, and that's how they're going to fit into our plot. Now, this guy is crazy scientist guy. Somehow he found out that there's aliens here. This is Weston. No, no, this is a guy named James Nicali, which is a boring name for a film. And um, 
He's like an alien obsessed mad professor type. He has some awful job at a tracking station. And this is his way to get famous is to find an alien. So he'll be set up as our bad guy. Gotcha. Uh... Okay. Now, this is the guy we saw in the beginning of the film who saw right. the spaceship crash. He's finally approaching it? Yes. He, he's going to go up to it. He's going to hear the sounds of a crowd inside, and then he's going to run away scared. He's seeing it for the first time. Oh, I would definitely pull from my bottle on that one. As a squeak, professional squeak, 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 doctor. Squeak. As a professional doctor. Nobody will get that but you and me. It looks closed. Budweiser. Oh, exotic beer. You love it. you. We don't drink Folstice, mate, because we think it's shit. We drink Budweiser. Which you think is shite. Right, shite. Oh my god, this background sound effect noise is playing. Oh, well. This isn't skull drinkery. I'm not having a drink. Right, I'm here to do some skull duggery. Okay, now, for the first time... We see his shirt off. Right. Now, even though his shirt off is off like that, and he looks like that, she's still interested. It's, you know, there wasn't a lot of people to pick from. Uh, all right, Carl. Yeah, I guess you're picky, right? What, he has, he has pointy elbows, huh? <laughs> yeah, like, there's no definition. Like, there's no <laughs> fat, but at the same time, I don't see abs. This is a guy who hasn't done a crunch in his life. Yeah, right, yeah, throw away. And those off oh, the bottom of his ribs, gross. I can gross. think about what a skeleton looks like. You're killing me. <laughs> I wish but I looked doesn't as good. Care and Connie's going to kiss him right now. Okay, come on, All come right, on. Get ready, it, come on. It. Kiss already. All right, the flies are not in your face. Now, kiss. in Australia, this guy was very famous, okay? This guy, his name is... Uh, his name is Nick Needles, and it's N-I-Q-U-E. So it's like Nicky Needles or something. Cool. He was in The Boy Who Had Everything, Kimono, Shout, The Story of Johnny O'Keefe. We wouldn't know this stuff. But she would. So she was kissing a famous person. If she will do the interview with me, one of the things I'm going to ask her was, how exciting was it to kiss Nicky Needles? Come on now. Come on. Bear all. Bear all. Oh, look at that. The picture, the ghosts in the picture. Yeah. That's why I was saying, like, this is a pretty good... Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> 
electric go. Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mind. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm heading down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. It's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. Happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. FM. Here in SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. 
Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we gonna do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That That's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in a drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking. L.S.D. Fab. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Acid fapping. Fapping and acid. Fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco I was just leaving the theater Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with a white material and I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. And I did on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good to see you. I am a total Henry, yeah, Charlie here, yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Captain Curls up in the head, Mutiny Radio Festival, ahoy! Ah, very good. Ah, very good, Legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready. Crew, the festival is upon us. Scurry Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics. 
You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, no liver, Mary. How many venues? We've got nine venues, sir. And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> but f- quick to the festival. All sails ahead. Arr. Pirate Arr. noises. Ambiance. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman.
chill out for a minute, take a second, check this out.
dear, what can the matter be? Pussycat, pussycat, where have you been?